hello, hello. What's going on? This is your man, Voodoo Priest Man. And once again, giving you an amazing podcast. This time, I'm bringing to the stage one of the best astrologers in the world. I wouldn't even say one of the best. I would say the best that I have actually met. And I doubt that I would meet anybody like him. He's been a friend of mine for so long. And not only that, he's just an amazing astrologer. Well, he's into cosmophysics. You know, he's the cosmophysics guy. His name is Raku. Raku, are you there? Certainly. I'm here, bro. Listen. Listen, man, I just want to say I am I'm flattered to actually have the opportunity to interview you because I know now not only that, but give the opportunity to my listeners and to everybody who listens to my podcast to be able to have you, you know, to be not only have you here, but be able to get that type of uh, knowledge that you carry, man, because you just like, I would definitely, I consider you like some type of alien or somebody from another world <laughs> with all the knowledge, a genius, man. So I just, I want, I want us to give us a little bit about you. I want us to tell you, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and why Cosmophysics. Um, okay, first of all, I'm honored that you had me here as a guest. And um, Cosmophysics is my brand of astrology. I developed it um, through my practice and application. I found things that uh, that work or that are um, technicable, you know, able to be put into to format. And they were consistent. So I didn't find any... Uh, similar methodologies in, in books, and I did find some similar methods, you know, but some of the, the things that I've noticed with the craft come from sheer practice. So um, I kept using them. And, you know, the more you interact with other astrologers, the more you see what other people are doing, I realized I was doing something different um, with my astrology. So I gave it a, a brand. I gave it a brand name. So I call it Cosmophysics, but it's still astrology, 100% astrology. You know, uh, I've been I've been practicing for quite some time. You know, I don't like to give the figure. I'm a 54 year old man. I've been studying this science since I was a little kid. So um, I've been doing it professionally since the late 80s. Basically, yeah, well, I'm a I'm a I'm a proud father of two children. You know, and um, I'm just living the life according to the dictates of my chart right now. Man, now, let me say this to you. I know, I remember, I know you also live in Atlanta, in Georgia, like myself, and I came to visit you, and you were looking for a way to teach me, but you know I'm all over the place when it comes to teaching because I'm always busy and stuff like that, and when you started giving me not only a reading, but giving me some knowledge, man, you took it all the way to 30,000 years from now and talking about how you can read charts, you know, in other, uh, what you might call it. What is that called that when you deal with a particular, like, we in the age of Aquarius, I'm assuming so, each age. How long is each age of a particular sign? Okay, what you're talking about is the... Um the precession of the equinoxes and the astrological calendar attached to that motion, all right? Um, yeah, we can look backwards in time and forward in time to see the nature of human consciousness and the condition of the earth, really, right, with, that, with that method. And um, I use a precessional measure it's far different from the the, the, the the common man, all right, the common astro astrologer. You know, you have to recognize that uh, it's based on the motion of the vernal point, you know, the, the celestial equator and the and the eclipse, ecliptic or the path of the sun, they, they cross paths in the sky. And that point where they cross paths on on um the first day of spring. Where that path is, where that where it is located, where the equinox is located, right where the sun would be in the zodiac, is located in Pisces. So a lot of people are the mind that we're still in the age of Pisces because they're using the vernal point as the the identifying factor for where the age is located for what sign. But um, 
I've been studying this phenomena for, you know, about two or three decades now, right? I was influenced by, um, there's a really good astrologer out there. Um, and he, his name is Terry McKenna, you know? And he, he let me finish. He came up with a, he came up with a, a system of measuring the vernal point, but he, he, he looked at the fact that it didn't line up with astrologically what was going on in the world. So, you know, looking at ancient systems of astrology, you know, we discovered that in Western astrology, there's a, they, they apply an orb to the sun of about 12 to 13 degrees. And in um, ancient Egyptian astrology, they used the heliacal point. You know, they use heliacal phenomena, the star that rises right at the edge of the sun's corona. And mm. using that method, we can accurately trace the course of historic events as far into the future or as far back in the past as you want. And the cycle is like 25,920 years. All right? That's all the facts right there. So each, each, uh, each particular age lasts 25,000 years? Or each- no, the entire cycle is 25,920 oh, okay. years. Each age, pardon me, to answer your question, is 2,160 years. 2,160 years. Okay. So now let me ask you this. So for everybody who is, you know, not only giving knowledge, but listening to people talk about astrology and talking about 2012 was the beginning of the age of Aquarius. Is that something that you would definitely agree with or that's something that you disagree? No, that's something I entirely disagree with. I would say that the age of Aquarius began in 1453 AD, <laughs> you know, with the, uh, with the fall of the Moors mm-hmm. and the civilizing of Europe, the introduction of gunpowder. And from that point on, I would say that the age of Aquarius has been in effect. You know, we are now like in the 21st degree, 22nd, 22 or 23 degrees of Aquarius. And since we moved backwards, We've been in Aquarius for about nine degrees. You know, that's almost oh, 720 man. years. You know? Wow. So that means that we're going to be in the age of Aquarius for a long time. And yeah. We've got a ways to go before it's over, indeed. You know? We measure it um, in sub-ages, okay? Like, you, you people know about how the zodiac signs themselves can be compartmentalized. Um, they do it in Vedic astrology. They do it in Western astrology. They use deacons and dwads, okay, twelfths and thirds of the sign. And the nature of the age is manifest through its sub-ages. So we entered the, the Capricorn Dwadashama of the Aquarian age. Mm-hmm. And each Dwadashama is 180 years. So we entered in 1453, we left the Capricorn Dwadashama in 1633. And we entered the Sagittarius Dwadashama of the Aquarian age. And if you know, people are familiar with the sign of Sagittarius. This is when all of the trade, global trade routes were open and transatlantic trade and trans-Pacific trade, all of that happened during the Sagittarius Dwadashama, the, the employment of the airplane and the employment of the railroad and things of this nature, right? Then that ended about uh, 1813, and the Scorpio Dwadashama started, and that lasted until, um, what, 1983? And okay. from, yeah, from 1813 to 1983, being in the Scorpio Dwadashama, we discovered the genetic code. You know, genetics is... Uh, a Scorpio thing, discovery itself is Aquarian, is scientific. So since the age, this is the scientific age, we discovered the the genetic strand and the structure of it. And the Scorpio Dwadashama, everybody that is deep into astrology understands that Scorpio is murder, genocide, things of this nature. That the genocidal programs, uh, modern genocidal uh, uh, programs started during this Dwad, the discovery of you know, of x-rays and the radiation and radium and the use, the scientific uses of these things occurred during the Scorpio Dwad. Then in 1983, we entered the Libra 
Dwight, and we're still in the Libra Dwight. Okay, and in 1983, we um we started seeing how when a country is is conquered, it it, it is forced to take on the political um, methodology and science of the conquering country. Where before 1983, they would still leave that country to develop itself, to develop its own government and things of that nature for the most part. But now when you see a country being invaded or taken over, they do away with the government entirely and employ a Libran Aquarian slash Aquarian type government, what we call democracy. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, you know, we enter the, the, um, the Virgo Dwada Shaman next, you know, and that, that we're looking at the, the nature of labor and, and work and the working class and these issues will come to the fore on a global level. We use that calendar and that method of, of tracking the evolution of human consciousness on a large scale because it moves so slowly. It applies to the, the spiritual evolution or the conscious evolution of man. Whereas natal astrology, we're employing a regular daily diurnal measure and the annual measure or a lunar measure cycle. You know, we're using the smaller cycles for human events on an individual level, and we're using that cycle on a, on a broader, you know, for a broader outlook on mankind. So let me ask you this. When are we entering the, the you know, Virgo? Uh, 21, if my count is correct. Oh, yeah, do It is 21, um, 63, I believe, but let me see. Twenty one sixty three, two thousand one hundred and sixty three. So we'll be in the Libra Dwadashama until then, and you know we can look to see the the nature of government. You know it's really funny mm-hmm. how when I first discovered this method, I was totally adverse to it. You know I was strictly subscribing to the idea that the vernal point itself is what should be used and not anything outside of that. Right, but the way I see. It progressing through Aquarius using the heliacal marker, heliacal age system, is way more accurate, man. And and to think if we we still gonna be in the Libra Dwadashama, in the Libra Dwadashama, or since 1983, you've 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 heard this theme of world global government. You see? And they're actually trying to institute it on schedule with this measure. So I believe that by the end of the uh, Libra Dwada Shama government, as we see it here on the face of this earth, is going to take quite a leap forward, you know, or backwards, you know, in terms of savagery and barbarism. You know, there's another age clock, you know, called the Yuga cycle that um, I think is pretty prevalent and re- relevant to what's going on. And, and that, in that version, we're in the Kali Yuga where the age where mankind loses most of his morals. So, you know, we've been operating in the Kali Yuga since 3102 BC, you know? So if you take into account that dimension, that measure, and then look at the age of Aquarius with that consideration, you know, things are going to get pretty uh, oppressive, you know, before it's over. Wow, that's like, so that's something that we're not going to be able to see. That's something that our future generations are going to experience. But we better prepare them, Lord, because, you know, history and civilization doesn't operate on a year-to-year basis. It operates in terms of centuries. You know, Mm -hmm. whoever put this Western power structure, economic capitalist, you know, uh, uh, agenda together, they were thinking in terms of 100 years, 200 years, you know, because certain things are still coming into play that were planned a couple hundred years ago. You see? Wow, that is, that is, that is, that is deep as shit, man. Every time I hear you talk, it's just like it takes my mind to another level of consciousness. So what can you say? <laughs> about the Mayans and the propaganda about the year 2012, I mean, according to your knowledge? Well, uh, you know, during that time, 
Um, I was pretty active. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I was pretty active on Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. You know, and that whole thing. You know, the the Mayan calendar is is a count similar to the age calendar. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's 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 constructed different on based on different cycles, back tones, you know, thirteen year periods as opposed to fifteen year periods, like you find with the measure I'm using. But pretty much, it was an account of a specific cycle. Those authors that sensationalized it into this is the end of the world, the Mayan prophecy for the end of the world. Man. You know, yeah, I, I was telling people then, before December 12th, you know, from 2009 all the way up to 2012, you're going to wake up on December 21st, 2012, and look at the same scenery you've been looking at for the last 10 years. It's not going to be any overt shift of consciousness or any overt shift in civilization. We're not going to see a catastrophe. We're not going to see any of that. But what we see is the end of the Mayan count. But like any other calendar, it just starts all over at year zero. It's like somebody a couple centuries ago plotted out this calendar and said, okay, this cycle that I measured comes to fruition, comes to end in 2012. And then we can just start counting again. So, you know, that's how I see that entire thing. The, the, the fact that the earth shifted to the galactic plane may have some indication, but we don't have any record in the past of when it shifted and they took that into account astrologically and uh, witnessed its significance. So we cannot look at this motion that, that occurred in 2012 and say it definitely means this and definitely means that because we don't have anything to go on. You understand? Astrology is a purely scientific method of measure and a purely magical method of interpretation. You see? So it's a, it's a, it's a combination of, of spiritual and earthly science. So with the motion of a planet, we have years, thousands of years of, a t- of, t- of, of testimony from astrologers on through the ages going back to say that Mars means this. And this is what happens when we see Mars and any practicing astrologer can measure where Mars is, you know, using the ephemeris or the naked eye, if you will, right? If you study astronomy, mm-hmm. you, you can watch it move over certain points that concur with your birth chart and see those events that have been historically and traditionally left for us to see what it means, but we don't have that for the shift of our solar system from the lower part of the galactic plane to the higher part. Now, I assume that with as, with any other motion that they're using the galactic center like the nodes and that from the lowest part to the higher is going to give some indication of man's evolution. We're going to evolute regardless though, you know? <laughs> So with, yeah, right. but the next appropriate question would be, well, what does that mean for, for, man, for humanity if, if it shifts from the lower to the higher? You know, it means a lot of things, really, that, that I can't say for certain, because this, that's not a cycle that occurs frequently enough for us to dig back. And, you know, that happens about what, every 25,000 years as well or more than that? So what was going on here 25,000 years ago? Then if we could accurately answer that question, the, what was going on the last time that happened, then we would have an idea of how to apply that theory from the 2012. And they have generated, because there is no uh, actual historic record for what would happen with that motion, it has generated a lot of propaganda and a lot of me it's gotten a lot of media of attention and a lot of creativity has gone into what it could possibly mean, you know? But that is a cycle that that occurs so infrequently that we actually have to measure diligently to see what it means. I mean, that was in in the event that you are going somewhere with that question, (laughs) going somewhere else with it, you know? Yeah, um, that's amazing, though, because uh, you said it, you know, and I assume that that's I'm not going to say that it's true, but 
you know, when you get to a point that something's got to end, if you're writing a book, it's going to get to a point that the book is going to end. So you can only go so far into the future and it's got to stop because that's it. You know what I mean? So maybe that's just what Well, infinitely, your solar yes. system is never going to be void of movement. Our universe is never going to be void of movement. We, you know, because of the millions of objects, the trillion yeah. of objects that are in it, that some of them, half of them or a third of them are brand new. You know, some of them we can see are already destroyed and it's constantly renewing itself. So I don't think that the science ends. I think that specific cycles or specific schools of thought regarding those cycles end, like the Mayan civilization ended. And with this destruction, the Spanish really destroyed those people, you know, and destroyed their religious, the church destroyed their, uh, their religious texts and their astrological texts. So in terms of being able to use that cycle as efficiently as they did, we would have to actually rebuild it. And that would take some decades, you know, of observing and, and actually verifying the symbolism was in it. But, you know, the way I see it, I'm more practical. I, I, I'm going to grab what's available. We have tropical. We have sidereal astrology. We have vimsotari. We have progressions. We got perfections. We got traditional and classical astrology to make up for where we've lost, where other civilizations are concerned. You know, we have now modern astrology. You know, so and it worked for people that say, yeah, I believe this is more accurate. I think that the astrologer becomes proficient at what he practices with. So if he if he practices with sidereal astrology and he's been applying it methodically and diligently for years and he's going to find the line, so to speak, he's going to find the line in it and find what about it does work. And he's going to use that. Right. And it's the same thing with with modern astrology. You know, you're going to find your line in it like a boxer. You teach them the basics, jab, punch, hook, uppercut, you know, bob and weave uh, or move your, mm -hmm. moving in the, uh, in the ring. And but that fighter has to actually get in the ring and practice boxing to, to, to be a boxer. That training on the side is just a condition. So it's the same thing. We have astrological uh, observation. We have observation of the planets, the stars. We have ability to look back a few hundred years and uh, uh, what the Europeans and the, what the Moors co collected, that body of knowledge, and we can use that. So we don't really have to rely on the Mayan count. And there's been attempts to revive that, you know. I have a few books on Mayan astrology that I've been dabbling in, you know. So it's like everything in life, everything evolves. So just because you practice it or you doing it in a different way doesn't mean you're doing it in a different way. You mastering in the way that works for you and and gives you some sort of result. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that. I couldn't say that better myself, man. You know, do we we so, think as astrologers, you know, that we discover and we do we discover certain uh, consistencies through individual application. And, you know, the first thing a lot of us thought was one I discovered a new method, right? I say, <laughs> I say, I discovered this method on my own. I really can't say that I'm the author of it because there may have been some astrologer out there who discovered it already, who's living and applying it. You understand? And there may, you know, I'm going to give you an example, all right? When I first discovered the, from a Western astrological um, author, the usage of Dwada Shamas, I, you know, I found my own applications for it, right? And applications that didn't come from that, that book, that pamphlet that I read. So I'm a, at the time, you know, I was new in astrology, I was a young man. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I invented it. This is my method, right? So as time went on, I started studying Jemaine astrology that's a, mm -hmm. a that's like the second most globally popular vedic method of, of astrologizing known right so i started studying some of its techniques and measures and discovered that they were doing things with the dwada shaman 
that I had no idea of, and they were doing things that I was doing with the Dwada Shaman without me ever having had studied that branch. You understand? So, yeah, wow. because this science is so vast, man, it is applicable everywhere. I mean, religiously, secularly, economically, socially, there is no, uh, there's nothing under the sun that it can't be applied to, really. So, you know, it's, it's, it's diverse. The, the field is going to be diverse. So to, to say that it ends, I don't think man will ever stop astrologizing. You know, as long as yeah. there are bodies in the heavens that whose cycle and motion concur with events here on earth, that astrology is always going to be uh, uh, applicable and derivable from personal observation. Yeah. Um, one one thing I should, you know, I would say is that not only that I appreciate you of being my astrologer because I don't trust nobody when it comes to anything, you know, and a lot of things. And by me kind of like using you as my astrologer or hiring you as my astrologer, it makes me kind of like wonder some things. And I get a lot of people that come to my DMs and I'm pretty sure you go through the same thing and people saying, you know what, things are not working on my in my favor that things are not going well i'm not my finances are not where they need to be or i'm not happy in life because of this is not balancing or something is not making any sense in my life and what i want to ask you is do you feel like the reason a lot of people are not where they need to be in whatever in whatever they want to be in life is because it might not be on their natal chart to actually do the things they're doing, and they might not be balancing them. Uh, well, balancing that, I that think out. that is the case precisely, you know. And, and, mm. and there's a big controversy astrologically as to fate, destiny, will, or choice, or freedom of will, and freedom of choice, and things of this nature that has evolved out of the answer to that question. But it's like you you come into this world with the appearance, and the key phrase is with the appearance, okay? That you don't have any choice as to who your parents are. You don't have any choice as to how many fingers and toes you're going to have. You got what everybody else got, you see? You, right. you don't get to hear out of your toenails. You must use your ears to do that, right? <laughs> so then, right. so astrology is the body of natural concurrence and 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 cosmic law, if you will. There are certain it, it codifies cosmic law. So if you know, we look at the chart of any person in hindsight, and it's necessary. I say in hindsight because. You can only see how it works by looking back. You can only see the nature of anything here and with this current level of human perception on a common level by observation. So if we look at the charts of our greatest and the charts of our uh, least greatest, our mediocre, we and, and we actually apply the measure and the rate of motion, the apparent rate of motion and the actual measure, the time that they lived here, to the motion of the planets during those times, no one has ever lived outside of their chart, you know? And because of that idea, a lot of people are like, ah, so, you know, you're saying that it's, it's all about, you know, it's already pre-written. And in a way, I am. I am saying that. But I also believe that you can make the most of what you're given. So, you know, where you have no choice that on this day, you're, you're going to be subjected to a motion under Mars that you can, by choice, use the best of that, the best of yourself, that energy that exists within you that we are identifying as having a rulership under Mars, that you can take that energy and decide where you're going to experience it and, and what aspect of it you're going to use, you know? Because unbewittingly, when you're under a Mars situation, we experience these planetary motions as interaction with other humans, and we experience it as emotion, you know, and no human is exempt from the experience of emotions and the experience of interaction with other humans. You know, how did you get here? How did you get this, get to this point in life 
You didn't do that by yourself. You know, you did that through human interaction and you did it over a process of time. So when we look at your birth chart, it concurs perfectly with it. When people call me and they're like, yeah, I'm going through this difficulty. But as soon as they start giving a testimonial, if they get the opportunity to, to explain what their plight is, they are interpreting for me the motion of Saturn, of transiting Saturn through their natal charts. And this is never not the case, you see? <laughs> so, you know, in, my, in, in all my years of observing and tracking the motion of Saturn through my own, my family, my friends, through clients' charts, the nature of everyone's difficulties is, is being described from the motion of that planet. And that's how we deal with it. We try to get them in tune with their cycle. You know, you have a personal calendar, you know, just like the earth has a, a set seasonal cycle, so don't you. And your first day of spring began at, your, at the inception of your birth. Whether you were born in the winter, in the summer, in the fall, or in the spring, your first day of spring, essentially the conceptual, the constructive seasons of, of four seasons per year, four phases. Ra, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I was saying, every individual has their own personal cycles. And that is determined by your inception. You come into this, into this realm at a different latitude, a different longitude, on a specific day, at a specific time of day. And that day, that marks the beginning of your seasons. So we're able to measure your own personal cycles with your birth chart. And when people are experiencing difficulty, it's because they are ignoring development in, in, in a specific area. You know, it comes out mundanely when it's like, yo, man, every time I try to invest into this business, I lose money. And why is that? Well, we look at the chart and we look at the days we are using their personal experience. We look at the days that they took losses and we compare that to the motion in the current sky and against their birth chart and the progression of that chart, because, you know, it is a science, right? You know, measure that, that needs, there's measure that must take place in order to make a proper and appropriate and accurate determination. You, yeah, I don't doubt that there are, are psychic people out there, really, right? That could tune in to these vibratory frequencies or understand where you're at through their own personal perception. I'm not one of those people, right? <laughs> I, I use astrology. Right, right. And, you know, whenever I do get intuitive ideas that come true, I don't run all over the place with it. I understand how random the manifestation of that human faculty is in this culture. You know, we're not living in a culture that develops it from childhood. There is no program that develops it in the Western world, right? So, you know, the, I use astrology because it's a system. It is a verifiable, observable measure. So we would look at their birth chart. We would measure where Saturn is. We would see that the, when they get to talking about the times of crisis, as per cosmic law, the, the laws of geometry are in effect. When they take financial losses, there's always some strain on their money planet from either the moon, the sun, or another moving body. So to answer your question shortly, yeah, when somebody calls me and says, look, man, things don't seem in tune with me, it's because they don't know their cycle. And what, we, what I seek to do as an astrologer is make them familiar with their own particular life cycle. I mean, that's the type of astrology that I offer. You know, people... It, People expect to get personality profiles and things of this nature. Where I do that too, right? But my forte is mapping out a person's personal cycle, life cycle, and the timing of that cycle so that they can have a, a better idea of how their life is going to flow. As it is, to put it simply, we've been living the same 30-day, or really 18 to 39-day, but it's the same cycle over and over and over again. And each time these energies pass over sensitive points in our charter takes a different form. So you're getting the 
client familiar with their own motion gives them an idea of when their rainy days and when their sunny days are going to be. Peace. Peace. Peace, man. Like uh, all love over here, man. I'm. You've been dropping nothing but jewels, and I'm pretty sure my audience is like their minds is blown away, raw. And I really appreciate everything that you are giving us tonight. And one of the things that I want to ask you is, what about new people that are coming into consciousness when it comes to astrology? Like, they ask questions because I'm getting a lot of messages on my DMs, people asking me, so what do I do now? I'm new to astrology. I don't know what to do. What is your advice by, you know, I want to know why would you tell these people and advise them with all your knowledge and what they should do, the steps to take? Well, astrology is a public matter. It's no longer um, like it used to be so clandestine, right, that uh, you had to be initiated to learn it. And, you know, you're to study with a with a high priest or somebody, right? But now it's it's in bookstores all over the place. It's all over the Internet, okay? So what I would advise an individual as to how to learn it, you know, you have to have a very studious nature. It's not a, as, as simplistic as people would like to believe that it is. There are basically 29 components to or elements to the basics. You know, there are 12 signs, 10 planets, 12 houses, right? And the aspects, seven, I use seven of them, right? And really more than that, but some of them don't produce tangible results. They produce subjective or mental results, psychological results. So they would have to learn those 29 elements first, commit them to memory. Like when you're studying music or the piano, on the piano, you have to learn the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, and then you have to know the, the octaves that they set in, right? Before you could really the piano then you have to be able to read music you know so but astrologically you have to learn those 29 components understand that there are 12 signs in the zodiac and these 12 signs describe everything in creation you'll never learn it all right and so you're forever studying you start studying as a child, you'll be studying it into adulthood if you stick with it. And you, you'll you never not be in a state where you can learn something new. You know, I've been practicing the science professionally for the last 30 years. And I studied it for about 12 years before I did it professionally, right? So... And I'm still studying now, like I'm straight out of grade school with it. So, but there are all kinds of books. And my advice is to procure any book you can get your hands on, read it, then take the information that you find practical and apply it to your own birth chart, to the people's birth chart in your immediate circle, to your family members, to friends, because it's like you have to, you have to practice it. You have to actually do it to learn it. I mean, you can memorize a million books, right, on swimming or boxing or baseball or football. I can read as many articles on, on the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, on every single player, on every single rule of the game. And until I get to know these guys, I don't know anything. Right, it's the same thing in astrology. You have to actually practice it. But they got all kinds of books that explain the basic mechanics of it. You have to get those books. Remember, the, uh, memorize that information, and then put it into practice. And you'll see eventually. You know, within within a few months, you'll see exactly how it manifests itself through those symbols and through the keywords and have a basic understanding of language structure, syntax, really, you know, because you have to take those keywords and put them into sentences in order to read to someone and in order to perceive what the message is that they're conveying to you.
you know, you have to be able to put those things into phrases and ID and and uh, visualize, you know, what they what they could represent in order to translate them into a language so that the person you're reading understand what is being conveyed to them, you know. I mean, that's my advice. People ask me all the time, yo, what book should I get started with? Um, the first book I got started with, I look at that book as trash, okay? <laughs> but, um, it was enough to stimulate me. It was, it, was called, it was a book written by this woman named uh, Joanne Martine Wolfalk. It was a book called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. And it is by far not the only astrology book you'll ever need because, you know, she has no formulas in there. She doesn't break down the basic mechanics of the, uh, of the rotation of the earth and things that you need to be a predictive astrologer. So, but um, the A to Z, Astrological Horoscope Maker and Delineator by Llewellyn George, the, um, the new A to Z, Astrological Horoscope Maker and Delineator by Llewellyn George. And there's a newer one than that that was revised by this doctor, Dr. Clement, somebody. I don't know her name, but I don't approve of the modification she made in the delineation section. But however, uh, that book is a good book to start off with. The older editions, the ones that were printed before she bought the rights to it and, and edited it, right? Um books by uh, the Parkers, Parker's Astrology. These are books that will give you the basic understanding of, of how the chart is erected. Then <clears throat> I, uh, I studied astronomy books, you know, that, that had absolutely nothing to do with astrology per se. In, um, but astrology is purely based on astronomical or ast astronomy, astronomical science. So in order to understand the mechanics of the planetary orbit and things of this nature, I studied a little bit of astronomy. So I would recommend that to, to people too. And, you know, you have astronomy that has nothing to do with astrology, like the, uh, the luminosity of stars, the brightness of stars and galaxies and, and um, you know, cloud nebulae. Those things don't apply astrologically. Astrology is concerned strictly with our solar system. Okay. Our our solar system. Yep. Say, say that again. Just the solar system. Yeah, just the solar system, man. I mean, you know, you have some astronomologists out there. There are new movements in in the astrological field that put heavy emphasis on the on the on the constellations. But uh, uh, we don't need to do that to practice astrology and to and to do predictive astrology. The constellations aren't needed to be studied. The signs of the zodiac are not the constellations per se. They are segments of the ecliptic, all right? So, or, or the sun's path, basically. And it's the interplay between the, the earth and the planets and the, and the luminaries, which is the sun and the moon, which, by the way, are termed as planets in astrology because they're all heavenly bodies, right? They just call them planets. So the sun, the moon, and the, t the nine planets, um, these are the things that, we use for basic astrology and that's really all you need the, the asteroids and all that extra stuff isn't required for um you know entry level astrology students basically yeah um thank you for all that information i know that i have a, when i do lives on instagram and i have a lot of people who are intrigued by uh, astrology and i hear people saying oh I am a Cancer, or I'm a Taurus, or I'm a Libra, and, you know, when I started beginning, before I started studying with you, some knowledge from you, I, uh, my, the first thing I did when I went online and I Googled uh, natal charts, and I, I, I did my natal chart right there to find out about my rising and my moon and those things, because I feel that knowing those aspects of your astrological chart is very important when you're speaking with other people who are into astrology. 
And I know that there are a lot of people out there, like, you know, I'm pretty sure like myself who have no time. And I, um, I want to say this to everybody who's listening. The, the time that I had a reading with Raku, and he gave me a reading that was about, I would say maybe like 10 years ago. Nah, probably, be, yeah, probably yeah. Like between 10, 8 years ago, something like that. It was, and it was, was 9, bro. Yeah, and I remember that I was on my way to New York uh, from Atlanta, and he was giving me a reading, and I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, man, I don't believe in astrology. I've been into voodoo for so long, and but I'm going to give it a try, and knowing that all the knowledge that Raku has when it comes to astrology, and he had my mind going, I mean, blown away by all this information, and I'm like, okay, so I'm willing to actually listen to what he has to say. And I remember he said, you know, on your chart, and this reading right now, he talks about that you're thinking about purchasing a vehicle. And I wanted to buy a vehicle. That was the purpose why I was going to New York. And he said, make sure you don't get it this color, this, that. And he also mentioned, be careful with the police, because I see the police around you. And I'm like, okay. So I took notes. I went to New York, and I ended up buying a car, which it was not white, because he advised me not to get a white car. And uh, even though I was tempted to get a white car, but I remember the reading, and I said, no, nah, I'm not going to get it. And one day I went to a, a, some type of bar with my family, my cousins, my sister, and some people in my family, and uh, a fight broke loose. And next thing you know, the police was coming all over. You know, you can hear the police coming. And all I did is I took the steps, in the, you know, from the back, and I left. Because I remember you said, be careful with the police. So I did not want to get involved with anything that had to do with the law. So, I mean, that, informa that information right there took it to, to another level for me to wanting to learn more about astrology. And one of the things that I really, that I really suggest, well, based on what I, the little bit that I know compared to this brother, is to at least get your natal chart and understand what your natal chart is about. And that you can get that for free on Google. But there are a lot of people out there uh, that don't have the time. And I read a book that it talks about a lot of people pay for convenience. They don't care that you can get all the information for free on books, Google, or anywhere and anything that you do. But a lot of people don't even care about studying. All they want is they, I want to get a reading. I want another basics. I don't want to read. I don't have the time. So for people to be able to find you, for those people who don't have that time or the, uh, and they want the convenience, even though you do charge a fee for these services, where can they find you for those people that don't want to take the time to study or anything like that, and they'd rather speak to you directly? All right. You said a few things. I, I'll address that first, but I'll also address some of the other things you said because I have something to say in response to that. You know, when somebody says to me, I'm a Taurus or I'm a Cancer, no, you're not. Okay, you're not a sign of the zodiac. You are a human being. <laughs> you were, and, and and you are all twelve signs. No matter what day, no matter what time you were born, you are all twelve of those signs. Right? You come into this world uh, while the sun is in, or while the sun appears to be in the zone that we call a sign. You come into this world while the moon and each planet is in a specific zone that we call signs. But you are not any of those signs unless you see yourself as all of them at once, you know, because you are all of them at once, really. So you have what we call a focal sign, and that focal sign is where the sun is and, and or the sign that holds the ascendant. Those two signs are where we begin the measure of your life. So, you know, but um, aside from that, right, because I, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> yeah, I do readings for people that don't want to study. I also teach classes to people that do. OK, but I, I, I am very selective about my students. I need students that like to study, <laughs> to have time to study. OK, um, because it is required that you study it's like medicine. It is as intricate as medicine. Playing the piano is a little bit more complicated than this, but it's, it's not as easy as, as uh, playing the drums, okay? So, but um, you can reach me on Instagram. You know, you can follow me there. I'm Cosmo361. 
That is COZMO361. If you follow me or DM me, okay, I, I answer my DMs there. I also uh, take telephone calls between 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No matter where you are in the world, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> so the, uh, my number is 516-881-6992. If you call after 7, you're going to get my answering machine, basically. But uh, if you call between 1 p.m. and 7 p.m., uh, I do return missed phone calls until I get uh, overloaded, like with three or 400 missed calls, you know? Because people hit my phone up really, you know, I get about 150 calls a day on average. So I'm not, I'm not able to answer everyone when they call. But I, I eventually will call back or just try me again, all right? I'm only one man. You know, I'm working on an app now. So eventually people will be able to get what I do through this app that we're designing. Right. But that's that's about a year and a half to two years away before that happens. So I'm hoping that we can get it out by then, really, because it's really complicated um, programming this machine to select all of the, you know, all of the from all of the choices and all of the alternatives that exist when you're deciphering a symbol. Right. But at any rate, um, you can call me. At 516-881-6992, between 1 and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on Skype. My name is Ra-Ku, R-A-A-K-H-U, Ayim Hetep, that's A-Y-H-E-T-E-P. So you can search me on Skype and find me there. Send me a, a contact request. And if you want a reading or you want classes, I can accommodate you. I won't be accommodating anything else, though. You know, you know how it is. Put your information well, out there. Get all kinds of responses. Listen, I understand about the scheduling because it took it took us a minute to actually do this interview after we've been planning it for so long. So I know that schedule when it comes to that is very important that we take our science very serious so for anybody who's listening please do not waste his time make sure that if you are contacting him is because you are serious about learning about astrology or because you are serious about actually requesting a consultation from Ra and all I want to say man I want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you man a million times for taking your time from your business schedule to do this interview I know everybody is excited as I am from this interview and for everybody who's actually listening to this podcast and is now following me yet maybe because it's your first time you found me on uh on spotify or apple podcast all i want to say you can find me on instagram under voodoo priest man and subscribe to my youtube the same voodoo priest man or you can send me an email voodoo priest man at gmail.com i want to say thank you to all the for all everybody who listened to this interview and i hope everybody have a magnificent day on to the next one. Peace.